Hello, this is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the 23rd episode of the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. This is a serial podcast about a woman named Mary who calls herself a recovering hoarder. She is sharing her story in hopes of helping others, whether it be people who don't understand what makes a hoarder tick, whether it's someone who loves a hoarder but cannot speak about it with them, or someone who may also have an unusual relationship with stuff. Last time we heard about Mary's recent breakthroughs. In this episode, Mary is now able to get glimpses about what she would do with her time instead of marshalling her stuff. Hi, Mary. Hello. We're in my studio. We're just having some tea and some dark chocolate, so if you hear any rustling around, you'll know what's going on, huh? <laughs> Um, so we talked last time about a pretty significant breakthrough that happened with you in working with, um, almost working with someone and Mm -hmm. not wanting to Mm -hmm. and setting a boundary and then working with someone who you felt like was in some ways a little ahead of you in some ways you were a little ahead of her on the, on the journey, but you were really connected. Um, what's happened since then? Well, um... Some stuff has been coming to me as I'm trying to analyze where I'm at and what I'm doing. And I had um, visited my dad yesterday, and I was telling him how I'm finally getting to the boxes of books that are in the garage that were actually boxes of books that were in his garage, and then they moved to my garage. Okay. And how interesting these books are to me, and how they're, like, at the time... I didn't really have the wherewithal to digest what these books were, but I always kind of knew I'd be interested in them. I just, it was just too much. Mm-hmm. And now I'm having a, an ability to look at them and look at the titles and see what the subjects are, and they're all screaming at me, and I and he's kind of laughing. He goes, yeah, I I had quite the collection. Your mother and I had quite the collection. I said, yeah, but you know... It's kind of like the Twilight Zone for me because here I have all these books and subjects I want to learn and I I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been analyzing why I don't read. Mm-hmm. And you can chalk it up to ADD. But right. You've said before that you can't sit still. I can't sit still. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know if this has ever been discussed when trying to understand ADD. But this is what's been coming to me. ADD is an outward sign of the anxiety inside. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I would say the underlining who ma- what makes Mary is, is this anxiety. And it's the common thread in all of this. Hmm. And what do you do with anxiety? And how do you get through it? Mm-hmm. And what was I doing to appease that? But I was buying stuff, mm-hmm. which in turn was actually adding to my anxiety. Yeah. And I, I really do think it's ironic that I want to read these books, yet I can't read them. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think there's a hope 
because I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I can quiet myself and do that. And it's one of those things that are on my list of, of goals. And the other um, list of goals is to be present for people, to be able to be available. And when I'm with you outside of my house, I'm, I'm present. Mm-hmm. But to have you come to my house, you saw the difference. Um, and I told you in that discussion there that I was upset because I had a friend who needed my help and I wasn't able to help her. Right. Well. She couldn't stay in She your couldn't stay at my home, house. Right. And, um, we were texting back and forth and I just got this gut feeling to call her and I called her and it turned out she just needed a place to be from early in the morning to late at night just to sack, sack on the couch just to hang out and it's a long story she's in transition she wants to move and um, has just moved here and is going to be moving elsewhere and so she's kind of not homeless but really doesn't like her house is rented mm. you know that kind of thing so she's in a huge transition and she works overnight so many times she doesn't go home you know, does a couple overnights or whatever. So I had her come. I called her up, and I, I realized that the day that she needed was a day I could give her. Mm. And I she's been to my house in the past. She's she's my friend that was my business partner. So she, I didn't have to hide anything from her, although I did try to clean up for her. Mm-hmm. And we sat and talked on the couch pretty much all day, and then I served her lunch. My husband happened to have made some chili the night before Mm -hmm. in the slow cooker. And then I had uh, changed the sheets so she needed to go and lay down. She could, which she did. She showered. She used our house. Wow. And we haven't had guests in that house since before my husband and I were married. And I was able to somehow chisel out a little bit of normalcy. Mm -hmm. And I text my husband and I said, I let her use our guest towels. And he's like, we have guest towels? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, and she sat in the nook in the kitchen and ate at the counter. He goes, we have a counter? It was quite (laughs) hilarious. And um, it was really, I, you know, she knew what I was struggling with, and I said, I've, I've, I have felt so awful about how I couldn't help you a couple of weeks ago, and I'm so glad I could help you this, this uh, time. A redo. Yeah, and it was a redo. And um, she she could see the, the change. She's the one who helped me. Um, I think I may have talked about how she came in and took my treadmill out of my mm, house. Yep. So she's like my angel, and that was the, the spring. Mm-hmm. So she sees the difference since then and sees you know, improvements. Oh. And that was so helpful. Of course, she probably wants to say, hurry it up. But I was explaining to her I'm on the cusp of that major change. Mm-hmm. But to just take some time out and relax and have someone at my house and and, and host it, mm-hmm. like be hospitable to somebody, I was like, wow. <sighs> so it seems... Silly, but I've not done that. Well, that, yes, that's that seems like a, a huge 
result of the breakthrough that you've had. Yeah. Obviously, because yeah. you couldn't do it before. Now you said yes. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it before, but I haven't been able to do it since. Well, for the last six years, at this house, and certainly at my house before we got married. So oh this is. I mean, if someone came over, they sat wherever they could sit. This was actually me. Um, I wouldn't say as far as entertaining, but it was like entertaining. It was like that. Yeah. It was like what normal people do. Where you have connection with a human. You don't need to go to a coffee shop to talk. Yeah. And um, it was, there was no, uh, I, I would say there was no shame in it. Mm. It was, it was just genuine. So. Oh, Mary, <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh. was a little gem in the midst of mm-hmm. this because I wasn't expecting it. And she said to me, so how much time did you need to prepare for me to come here? And I said, 45 minutes. And you don't see piles of boxes everywhere. You mm-hmm. don't think, you don't see the bedroom stashed with stuff. So, you know, I've, I've gone way past what I thought I could go mm. through. You know, I've, I've accomplished enough where 45 minutes to prepare for someone to come over isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Well, and... When we had talked about the victory being that I would just show up mm-hmm. regardless, mm-hmm. and now you've gone beyond that mm-hmm. in just a couple of weeks, yeah, to have a guest, right, an well, actual guest, not just me who's right. with you in right. this and seeing what's what, but yeah, someone who's staying for a long time, mm-hmm. and I'm not shooing him out, and the dogs were incredibly cute and leaning up against her, and the cat that never comes out for anyone came out and hung out with her. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. You know? It was the just, energy was, the energy was really different. different. Yep. So, it, it and seriously, um, having this um, in a con- chronological order where I can go back and listen to these, I'm to the point where I'm like, get with it, Mary. This is where you should be going. Like, you have an anticipation. Like, if you're watching a, you know, marathon of shows, you know what the next show should be. And so it's kind of perpetuating me beyond where I'd be if I was just in my head. Mm-hmm. So it's it's therapeutic. This has been incredibly therapeutic to open up, discuss it, and then have record of it. Mm-hmm. And then say, okay. What would what would be the next logical step? Mm. Because anything I was doing before was illogical, and that's why I wasn't getting anywhere. Right. So it it's it's been phenomenal. And then yesterday, um, I can't go into details, but I went into someone's house who is a, a millionaire. Long story how I got there, but I was helping my friend, and they were picking some stuff up, and. Um, it was phenomenal because this this person has such a big house that she has no idea that she's a hoarder. Mm. She doesn't doesn't need to know it because she's got the space for it. And it it it's so interesting to see it from the different points of view. Right. And um, she can entertain. Mm-hmm. So what makes her harder to you? I, I'm remembering way back when we started talking, you said it's an, someone with an unusual relationship with stuff. Mm-hmm. Does that still hold? Is that what you think she's got, is an unusual um, relationship? 
I I think it might be in yes yeah as I'm as I'm recalling what I saw yeah and it's um, filling a void mm-hmm. right a big void and um, it just surprised me because here's this person who's from a different world a completely different world we have nothing in common yet I walked in and I we have everything in common. How did you know if it wasn't myth, like boxes and piles, or was you said she has so much room? How did you know? Um, she's preparing for Christmas and all the stuff that's coming out. I could see all that, and um, it's just over the top. Hmm. It's over the top, and uh, so anybody would know. I think anyone would think it was a lot, but you had a, a like but a Scooby it, sense. Like, I'm just it. seeing the tip of it. What's hidden in the closets, and um, it, it it's. It's really what what's what's been coming to me is that's why it's such a secret in our world because it's so hard to define. Mm. Um our our lives are ruled by um what we should be owning and what we should be wearing and what we should look like and be prepared for that. And be on the ball for that. So to have um, shoes in every color makes sense. Because you need to be prepared. And um, this, okay, I'm not I'm not sure if I'd mentioned this guy before, but there's a guy by the name of Rene Girard. I don't right? think so. Okay, well he is, and I'm not going to do this justice, but he is a, he was a, I think a, a philosopher, but he was a teacher at a great school. Of course, I don't know the details. But what he was talking about was something he kind of talked about is um, mimic theory, about how humans, um, when they're together, one person has something, and the other person will want that because that person has that. Mm. And that it's in our kind of like in our DNA. It's what makes us tick. And when it's something where the item is scarce or you're after the same goal, someone becomes a scapegoat. Like someone has to be done with, done away with. And what did we just experience after Thanksgiving but Black Friday? And you get got to get these deals. And if you don't hurry up, you're going to miss them. And it's this scarcity. Mm-hmm. That's what works against us. And going through this journey with you in these podcasts have woken me up to these things that are tactics that we all use against ourselves without even realizing we're doing it. Because it's part of who we are. Mm -hmm. We can't live by ourselves. We're meant to live together. Yet being together, we become in competition. Mm Mm-hmm. And how do we rise above that? Mm-hmm. So, I think um, hoarding is inevitable in this society where we have more than we ever need. And all the wants that will never be filled. And when I talk about hoarding as being... Um, a secret, it's elusive, because we we could function 
without even knowing we're we're being played into mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's kind of what keeps the world go round. I mean, if everyone stopped shopping, what well, where would we be? We'd be in trouble. It's what keeps the money flowing. It's what keeps people working. So we've kind of built this this lifestyle for ourselves, which actually encourages the problem. And um, it's just it's just one of these things where my. it's just illuminating to me and when I see it I'm starting to see it in different um, with different faces I guess Mm -hmm. and when I threw out the ads for Black Friday today I was saying no I'm not going to get caught in that and I would say another thing that probably has helped me, but I didn't realize, is I don't I don't really watch TV, so I don't have the ads telling me what to do, and I'm very susceptible to that. Mm-hmm. I want to fit in. Obviously, that's what started it. But we all want to fit in. We all want to be part of this life, I guess. Right. So it it. it we have talked in the past about people who are dieting and how you can't quit eating to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to eat. Mm-hmm. And we need to survive. So how do we as a culture recognize that this is something that's actually harmful to us and how do we fight it? And I'm in a battle that's way different than someone else who's a minimalist but the minimalist is still fighting it. That's why they are the minimalist. Right. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think when you said um, filling a void, I think that is the key. Whether you have a huge house full of stuff or a small house full of stuff, if what you are doing, if why you are purchasing it is to fill a void, that has nothing to do with, um, <laughs> what would be the word, uh, a need, mm-hmm. um, a, a legitimate need, a healthy need, shall we say, maybe a healthy need. Um, if you're buying it for an unhealthy need mm-hmm. to fill a void, that's that's where the problem, mm-hmm. that's when it starts to turn into a problem. And, and if you can look at something and ask yourself, what am I buying this for? Mm-hmm. Why am I getting it? If you can have the presence to ask yourself that. Because... I know we all do it, and when does it become a big problem? When you can't afford it, when you don't have the room for it, when it drowns out your thoughts so that you can't mm-hmm. process what's underneath, which is the anxiety, perhaps, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, because um, that's not fun right? to do. Oh, yeah, your right. wheels have been spinning a lot on this, I oh, can gosh. see. Oh, gosh, yeah, and... It's 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 something that um, it's like it's keeping us busy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how do we combat that to find out what we really should be? You know, pondering. Right. Yeah. Not the stuff and nonsense or the foolishness yeah. or what do you um, call it? Mayhem and foolishness yes. Yes. is the best. And um, 
it's kind of funny because uh, a guy came up to me and said, I'd really like you to check out these um, websites and see what you think. And it's about some planet that might hit the Earth and meteorite or something. Some I, I just don't think well in those areas. I can never remember what the full thing is that they're talking about because to me it's just all... I'm not a very scientific person, so I can't remember anything about it. But I did I did watch some stuff, and I decided it was all... I don't know. At least from this particular source, I thought it was nutty. And then this other person, it seemed interesting. But now I forgot my whole point of what I was bringing this up. Oh, I hate it when I do that. Mayhem and foolishness. Oh, mayhem and foolishness. Um... Oh, I was joking about, well, of course it's going to be the end of the world because I'm going to get my house cleaned up. <laughs> end times. <laughs> it was predicted. Yes. <laughs> the sign. It, it, you just need to call me. As soon as, as soon as I can get stuff out of the house, the, the more doom we have coming. <laughs> and um, then I came up with an idea that if I ever wrote a book, I could just call it When Pigs Fly. <laughs> Yes. So, anyway, um, yeah, a lot has been spinning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That seems really good. It seems like you're getting at to the, um, the the source of things, right? And if you if you listen to the to the podcast, the the theme is um, filling the void. Mm -hmm. And I filled that void. I filled that house. <laughs> You did. <laughs> and now, now what fills you up? Um, has 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 it changed? Has it changed? It has changed. I I would say um, my desires have changed. Mm -hmm. And um, true meaning has, has like meaningfulness, right? Like um, being able to have a conversation with a friend. Mm -hmm. And you know what's ironic about that? When I was in the depths, like the darkness, anyone who called me was a nuisance. Mm. And you know what that is? That's the light shining on my mayhem and foolishness, and mm -hmm. I don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel very um, grateful that I've been able to get this far where I can embrace friendships and family mm -hmm. that in the past I would be like, don't bother me. I got things to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I honestly thought I was right. Mm. That's terrible. Well, you started out the conversation by saying you wanted to be present for people. Right. And it sounds like that is what is filling yeah. you up now. You're certainly present for your dad. Yeah. And now it's expanding. And your pets. And my pets. And your pets. <laughs> but it, it's kind of, um, I, I sometimes think in terms of like a movie. And you know those great uh, directors that come up with a way where they can have someone walking slow motion, yet you see the people walking mm -hmm. fast? That's kind of where I feel I'm mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's a cool image. Black and white.
And that ends today's Chronicle. I love that Mary was able to host a friend in her home for the first time. That is major progress. You can help support the show in a few different ways by becoming a patron at patreon.com, by sharing with people who you think would enjoy the show, and by commenting and reviewing on iTunes or Twitter at Cluttercron. It isn't a show without my brother Michael Koppelman's gorgeous music. You can find his music and more on lowlife.com, L-O-L-I-F-E.com. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles. Clutter Chronicles.